Rabotai, <clears throat> there's a fa- fascinating uh, interpretation on the words of the Midrash in this week's parasha. The Pasuk says, Vayavo Abraham, Abraham came lispod l'sarad to uh, give her their sped and to cry for her. In fact, the entirety of the parasha is called Chaye Sarah, the life of Sarah. What's magnificent is a very innocent sounding question that the Midrash asks. The Midrash says in where was he coming from? Mehechan ba. Vayavoa Avraham, where was he coming from? Two opinions. One opinion says the, says the Midrash that Avraham was coming from burying Terach, his father. That's one opinion. The second opinion is where was Avraham coming from to be Mespid Sarah? He was coming from, as we mentioned the other day, the Akedah. Those are two opinions that are brought in the Midrash as to where Abraham was coming from. Asks Rav Shach Zatzal, a magnificent question. He says, if the Torah bothers to tell us that Abraham gave a hesped, why doesn't the Torah tell us what Abraham said at that eulogy? It tells us that he came and he's crying for, and he gave her a What was the eulogy? What did he say about her? Answers Rav Shach that that's what the Midrash was coming to answer. What did Abraham say? What, what did Abraham, what did he express? He expressed mehechan ba, from where he had come. Abraham said, you know why I reached this madrega? My father, look at where he was. Look at the type of person he was. But the reason why I, I am who I am is because of Sarah. All he needed to say at the hesped was, look where I came from. I came from just burying my father Terah. Who was Terah? He was Oved Avodah Zarah. And look at the house that I've been able to build. Why? How did that happen? It only was able to happen because of my wife. And I would say that the second opinion, perhaps, is, this, is the Hemshech, is the continuation of the same Hesped. What's the other opinion? Where did I come from? The second understanding? The second understanding is that he came from the Akedah. I don't think that necessarily both of these two things are a machloket between the two. It could very well be that both of them have their place. And what Abraham Avinu was saying, that these were the two possibilities of my life. My life could have panned out this way, and it could have panned out this way. And what's the difference? The difference in my life was Hayat Sarah, was the fact that Sarah lived. Rabotai, a lot of times you go to a funeral, you go to one of these places, and people speak and they say all these things that actually have nothing to do with the niftar sitting in front of them. In fact, according uh, to the sources, the deepest sources, it causes the person, the niftar, tremendous pain when they're speaking and saying things at the, at the levaya that are actually untrue or exaggerated. In fact, they say better not to say anything than to say something which is, uh, which is not 100% true. Because the neshama feels such a, a horrible embarrassment. It no longer lives in this world where we are, which is a world of flattery and a world of kavod. It lives in the world of emet. And in the world of emet, there's only one currency, only truth. And anything which is not truth is pain, very painful for the neshama. Rabotai, that is the nature of chaye Sarah, of the life of Sarah. Now, I think that there's something else here as well. <clears throat> the, uh, the, the Gemara says, Ashre mi sheba lekan, Praiseworthy is he who comes here to the world to come. Vitalmudo biyado. And his gemara is in his hand. That which he has learned is in his hand. And the question I always ask is, does a person actually need to bring his gemara with him to Gan Eden? 
Like, you know, today, a lot of people, when they learn, they don't learn out of a, of a book. We learn today on our iPad. We have the Gemarot on our iPad. I have the app called Safari on my phone. I could, at all times, I'm looking things up, no problem. During, even what's it called, even during Tefillah, if there's a question that gets raised, I can quickly open up Yakut Yosef on the phone, look it up, no problem. Everything is right there, it's accessible. You think in Shamayim they're not going to have a spiritual version of the iPad where you could learn or whatever it is that you want? You need to bring your Gemara with you. And the answer is no. Ashresh Mishabalakan, praiseworthy is he who comes to the world to come. Vitalmudon, everything that he learned is biado, is in his hand. He's holding, he has a grip on that which he's learned. And the nefesh and the soul of that person, when he comes to Shamayim, is a, 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 the biggest advertisement for the fact that he's learned. Rabotai, when we learn Torah, it's very important not to sit here and think of it as something which is wisdom and supposed to remain in the head, but rather something that's supposed to descend from the hand into, from the head into the heart and into the world of action. <clears throat> we know in the words of Hazal, always when we're referring to action, how do we describe action? That Rosh refers to the thoughts of a person. The hands of a person refer to a person's Ma'asim tovim. Ashrei mishibalakan. Praiseworthy is he who comes here. V'talmudon. That which he has learned. Biyado. Has manifested in his actions in the way that he lives his life. One of the things I think, which is the most beautiful idea, that in the Syrian community, they're very, very careful about this. That they have breakfast in all the shuls and there's words of Torah. What a wonderful way it is to start your day thinking about these ideas. Thinking about what it means to live a life. What it means to have lived a life that at the end of that life, you will have affected so strongly the lives of everyone else around you. <clears throat> the Gemara gives us an unbelievable description of the time of Rav Bana'a. Rav Bana'a had a mission. He was going all around Eretz Israel because at the time they wanted the Kohanim to be able to be, retain their purity. So he was marking all the graves, all the various places to let you know where a Kohen was not allowed to go. These were the, these, here's where the key with the Kivarim. And he came to the Ma'arat HaMachpelah, and because of his holy mission, he needed to mark where things were, so he descended into the depths of the Ma'arat HaMachpelah, where no one is allowed to go, where no one can go. But because it was a special mitzvah, he got permission, he got uh, the, both heavenly and, and, and uh, on this world permission to be able to enter into the Ma'arat HaMachpelah, to mark off where the grave, where everything was. And the Talmud tells us something unbelievable. The Rav Bana'a saw Avraham Avinu and Sarah Imenu. And Avraham's head was resting in the lap of Sarah Imenu. That's what it says. Fascinating. Avraham's head is in the lap of Sarah. And Sarah, it says, was looking at the roots of Avraham's hair. So it says. Which is, again, a very spiritual description. What it means on the higher levels of Kabbalah are beyond a very short breakfast glass. However, at least on a straightforward understanding, the concept of something sitting in the lap of their mother, it's a sign of security, it's a sign of, uh, of safety, of love, of comfort. But most of all, it's a sign of raising somebody up. They, when someone grows up, the Lashon is, they grew up on the laps of their mothers, they raise them up. Abraham Avinu was out doing the most wonderful things. But the ability to have, to build a home that would ultimately become the home of Am Yisrael, the wisdom of the women, 
that builds the house. Abraham Avinu, although he was a tremendous tzaddik, his gidulah and his greatness was also karuch, was tied to Sarai Menu. So Abraham was able to say in his eulogy of his wife, look where I was and look where I'm going, I'm going to be. That is the power that a, a wife or a Jewish mother has over the men in, the, in her home, both their husband and her sons, that she's capable of sending them to learn Torah, of giving them that feeling. And even more so, the connection that she has with her daughters, she's able to raise wonderful generations with the beauty uh, and the wisdom and the sensitivity of, of Torah. Be'ezat Hashem, we should be zocheh, each and every one of us to be, should be zocheh to have the blessings of the, te- the tent of Sarah Imenu, that we should have, Be'ezat Hashem, marriages that ultimately at the end of our lives, our, spi- our spouses can look towards us and recognize that all that we did was encourage and help and inspire them to grow from level to level. Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen.